Let's start a great day in the Lord by turning in our Bibles to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Today's going to be a little different than typical Sundays. We want it to be different. I want it to be different. We don't want to fall into ruts or habits and and consider them some tradition that we have to keep because the Bible doesn't tell us how to have a service, what order to put it in, and how to do it. It just tells us the main components that we ought to have present most of the time and the emphasis that we ought to have. But let's have a great day in the Lord. It's a choice to be thankful that you are here, to be thankful to be sitting among those of like precious faith, to be eager to have the Word of God open, to consider as many things as we can in the time that we have set aside to worship the Lord. Today's a little different in topic in that I will finish what we started on Wednesday evening about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and look at everything the Bible has to say about her. And it's not that much, but we want to draw as much as we can from those words. It's part of the closed system of truth we have that the Lord's given us in inspired scripture. Here's how I want to start this morning. In Psalm 37, it tells us this in verse 37. Chapter 37, verse 37. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. Now it says man here, and I'm not going to change the word of God, but I'm going to say to you that there are women that are supposed to be watched and marked and beheld as well because Peter brought up Sarah in 1 Peter chapter 3. Paul brought up Rahab and Sarah and the parents, plural, of Moses in Hebrews chapter 11. Paul brought up a whole long list of women in Romans chapter 16, and Paul's the one that said in Philippians 3, mark them which walk, so as ye have us for an example. Well, Paul wasn't even there in Philippi, but they could have Paul as an example in Philippi if they marked those that walked like Paul. And so the Bible tells us that role models are a very scriptural thing. They're a very, they're a very personal thing, and we can grab hold of a role model better than we can grab hold of being conformed to Jesus Christ because he was the infinite Son of God, and we're not. So Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Be ye followers of me, as I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Because it's easier to follow Paul and some of the things he said about himself than to try to follow the supernatural things that the Lord Jesus Christ did in his life. We want want our daughters, the girls, our granddaughters, the young ladies, the women of our church to know that they are appreciated and that we thank God for them, and we want them to aspire to be like this mother of the Lord named Mary of Nazareth in the Bible. And so we're going to mark her. We're going to mark as close to a perfect woman as there was. She wasn't perfect. She was a sinner. But mark the perfect man, the verse tells us. Behold the upright. Watch the upright person. For the end of that man or the end of that woman is peace. And the blessedness and the favor that came upon Mary and the reputation that she's had in the church and in the scriptures since is one of God's great stamps of approval upon her and his choice of her. So with that verse, then flip over to Psalm 144, and let's remind ourselves, there's going to be a lot of verses today. You know, I'm supposed to preach the word, and I hope that I will. I intend to. 
Psalm 144 is describing a great situation. And I want the last five verses, but especially the last half of verse 12. But let's start at verse 11. Psalm 144, verse 11. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. Why? Why, Lord? Why, David, do we want to purify the church of hypocrites, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace, a polished cornerstone in the house of God, that our garners may be full, affording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Right. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Amen. What a great 15th verse. Happy is that people that is in such a case as just described, and happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Financial blessings, professional blessings, blessings of protection and safety of home and store and business. But I want the second half of verse 12, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. A cornerstone's the most important stone put in any building, but when it's a palace, the cornerstone's going to be extra special stone. It's going to be polished to add to the beauty and adornment of the best building in the city or the best building in the nation. A polished cornerstone of a palace. And I hope that whether you have daughters or granddaughters, and I have a lot of them, or not, that you will be thinking about every girl in our assembly, every girl related to you and every girl that's not related to you, every young lady, every woman, because this is what we desire for them. And the Word of God shapes us men, and the Word of God shapes women as well, and we're going to lay into it as much as we can cover today. Now turn to Isaiah 3. Isaiah chapter 3. The first verse was, Mark the perfect man. Then we want daughters like polished cornerstones of a palace. And we want girls that are the opposite of this. I think the timing is just the Lord's. Uh, I try to be submissive to it, and I try to think in a contextual way when we're studying the Bible and when we arrange our services. But it was just a few weeks ago that we had Isaiah 3 about those wicked women, beginning in verse 16. I'm not going to read it all the way to the end of the chapter in verse 26. Let me just get the first few words. Isaiah 3, 16, Moreover the Lord saith, Because. Because. What's that there for? What God is going to do to Israel because of the character, choices, and conduct of their girls. Because the daughters of Zion are haughty and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes, walking and mincing as they go and making a tinkling with their feet. Therefore, the Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will discover their secret parts. Terrible judgment, and the reason is given. We don't want any girls like that. Most Christian churches today have carnal females wearing cocktail dresses to church, and there is no difference between them and the world. 
It was true of the church of the Old Testament right here. We don't want that. We want polished cornerstones that love modesty, embrace modesty, modest in speech, and that are noble and honorable and virtuous and all the other traits that we're going to look at today. So Mark, the perfect man, we're going to look at Mary. We want a polished cornerstone in the palace of our God. We're going to look at Mary. She was one, and she was still there in the house of God in Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. And we want to remember this passage that we do not want to be like this. So every one of you girls, just remember that the extra minutes that you spend on adorning your outward appearance, like Isaiah chapter 3, keeps you from the proper priority and the time adorning your spirit, which is more important. My spirit doth doth rejoice in God my Savior. Mary had a tremendous spirit. Her spirit was spiritually minded, sober, and it was about the Lord. And that's what we want for you. We want the best for you. We want the best for you in every way. And so we're going to trust the Lord for that today. And these are the verses that I wanted to use to get started. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, I thank thee for thy word. And I thank thee for David's reminder to mark the perfect man, for the end of that man is peace. I thank thee, Heavenly Father, that Peter, Paul, by the inspiration of your spirit, showed us the importance of role models in the hall of faith of Hebrews 11, and Peter's example of the holy women of old, and especially the example of Sarah, the father of the nation, and the mother of the nation. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for these role models in the Word of God. We thank Thee for the mother of our Lord. We thank Thee that You sent the angel Gabriel from Yourself to her. You sent Gabriel to Mary. You had a relationship with Mary, and You approved of her life, and You put Your divine stamp of approval upon her for us to look at and appreciate the woman that You chose to be the virgin to bring forth the incarnate Son of God. And we worship Thee and thank Thee for choosing her and sending Your Son. Heavenly Father, there is no doubt in our minds, and there is no doubt in this pulpit, and there is no doubt in our doctrine. There is no doubt in our theology and our soteriology. Mary provides absolutely zero assistance in the redemption of our souls. Because Jesus Christ, thy son, purged us from our sins by himself. It was by the obedience of one that we were made righteous. We shall never forget that, and we shall never compromise that. But Father in heaven, we thank thee for recording in Luke chapter 1 some glorious words that came from her mouth. And your word tells us that the mouth speaks and vents what's in the heart. So we know the heart of Mary, and we thank thee for choosing such a woman, revealing a little bit about her, showing her bravery and her willingness and submission to your word and to her husband Joseph that we can use to encourage our girls, young ladies and women, to be the polished cornerstones of a palace that you have planned for them when a church is doing all that it should be doing. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us today toward this goal. I pray by the power of your spirit and the power of your word that you will capture. Our brother Paul's words would be, apprehend the souls 
of our girls, as young as you're willing to go, as old as you're willing to go. And, O Lord, capture them and keep them and put a hedge about those spirits and those hearts and those minds and lead them, lead them clearly, lead them plainly, lead them passionately in paths of truth and righteousness and wisdom all the days of their lives. Never let them go and never let them go away from thee, but keep them, stir them up, convict them, convert them, challenge them, quicken them. Oh Lord, this is our prayer. Let every one of them know how much you love them and your great intentions for them if they will live intentionally for thee and that we care about them and that we will help them, protect them, guide them, teach them, encourage them and reward them if they will show zeal toward thee and toward thy house. Be with us, Heavenly Father. Forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're very fallible. We're very faulty. Our hearts are foolish and filthy, apart from thy grace. And so we ask by the Spirit of the living God that you'll cleanse us and sanctify us in all that we do this day through the merits of one only, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Heavenly Father, please be with us. Be with your servants in every place and let them preach the word without fear, without shame, without apology, without compromise, the unvarnished truth of your word, whether their hearers be in season or out of season, whether they want to hear it or not, let them reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Yes. Save your churches, we pray. Save this church, we pray. And we commit ourselves to thee now that you would receive the sacrifice of our lips, giving praise to your name through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.